What's going on? We're back on the Burner Account Podcast. I'm Noah, back here with Ben for episode 5 of the podcast. And we're here, we're going to have a great episode today. We've had some exciting events happen the past few days in the basketball world. Uh, we got some, maybe a little bit of baseball talk coming in a bit. And maybe some other stuff that we're not sure about yet. But as of now, we're going to start it off. We're going to get into the draft lottery that happened Tuesday night for the NBA. Crazy things happened. The death of tanking might have happened forever. And yeah, let's just let's go deep dive into it. What were your initial thoughts? Initially, I was kind of pissed that the Pelicans got the first pick just because... I was looking, and I felt like that was, like, maybe one of the worst places that he could go just because it's such a small market. But the more I think about it, the more I'm starting to like it a little more and more. And at least he didn't go to Memphis. There were there are a lot of other teams I would have hated more to see him go, if that makes sense. New Orleans... I got nothing against them. They're to me, they're not the most exciting team that he that Zion could be going to. But once again, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, the Lakers could have gotten the first pick. They were in the final four. That would have been disastrous for the NBA. That would have been so. That would. It's it's still annoying because the Lakers were in such a terrible, terrible spot, and it looked like because. I don't think that they're going to get any free agent. There's no free agent that they're going to get this year that's going to propel them to like a serious like contender or favorite. So they're just in such a bad spot. And then this pick just kind of saved their chances. Completely. Especially at getting like Anthony Davis. So that was just kind of annoying. Really lucky for the Lakers. Um, it's that LeBron luck. In Cleveland, he had it. Now, apparently, brought it, came with him to L.A. And... Well, Zion just saved the Pelicans. He just saved basketball in New Orleans. <laughs> might, have, uh, might have saved the New Orleans Saints as well. Sean Payton had a tweet. He, yeah. wants, he wants Zion to suit up for the Saints. They, so, well, now, it, I mean, another part that I didn't love about New Orleans is, like, that he got drafted there is, like, their fans suck. Like, they don't have fans. And obviously, they're going to have tons now, probably. So, he really would have saved it. But, like, I kind of wanted to see him go to, like, more of a marquee team with, like, a big fan base. But that's fine. Um, It'll be... The question now for the Pelicans is if they trade Anthony Davis or if they try and convince him to stay. He already said... I think he said he still wants to get traded, right? Yeah, he said, he said he's not, the number one pick does not matter at all to him, which could just be you know, him trying to keep the trade talks low or, or something like, like that. Or ri- he or might like, actually just... Yeah, or it could be Rich it. Paul's hand up his ass because yeah. <laughs> he's literally Rich Paul's puppet. But, um, I mean, when you think about like if they do end up keeping him, that would be a really exciting team. And maybe like a playoff team, maybe depending yes. on how like health and obviously and like if everything goes well. But like if, if you have Zion, he's as good as we think he's gonna be, and Anthony Davis, which is like the best, is a monstrous front court, like the best front court in the league. Um, it'd probably just be like better Boogie Davis or like just as good. 
Yeah, it, I mean, it wouldn't be the same double bigs lineup, but I, I'm per, we were talking about this pre uh, recording. I'm on team trade Anthony Davis still. Ben team to still lean on uh, Anthony Davis staying. And uh, while I do see the case where a uh, core of Drew Holiday, I don't, I don't know if Alfred Payton is sticking around. I don't know what his contract's looking like, but I mean, he had a decent season. But you have Holiday, Payton in the backcourt, and then Zion and Anthony, Anthony Davis in the frontcourt. I just, that team's not a contender to me. I don't see why the Pelicans would waste years trying to, you know, make a play in the playoffs when the Warriors are, I know they're on the decline, but they're still out there going strong. I have a team like the Rockets who are looking to reload this offseason. I just think it makes a lot more sense for the Pelicans if they trade Anthony Davis for young talent that can surround Zion. Because you have... With you don't need Anthony Davis. You have a new centerpiece in Zion. Now you should go get other young assets that can build around him, and maybe you'll build the dynasty. I agree, but at the same time, like at the same time, I think that if you have that kind of team, maybe other players will want to come help. And I know they would be in a hard cap situation if they were to keep Anthony Davis around. And I still think that team would be extremely good. And I'm not saying don't trade Anthony Davis necessarily. I think it definitely makes... If you're going to get good value on it, then I think you should definitely trade him for young assets. I don't know exactly. You need to talk about what fit will fit around it, uh, Zion because obviously you need to make a team that is constructed to make Zion the best player he can be because he's going to be your future... He's, he's your superstar already, basically, as if they get rid of Davis. So... Um, I just, it all depends on their options, which I'm not sure what they are. It, I know like they have a lot with the Lakers now, the way this Lakers pick panned out, but, um, like it seemed they really just don't want to trade with the Lakers. So if that's the case, I don't know where they're going to get something better, like, that's that great for them to trade Anthony Davis. And obviously you don't just want to lose him as an asset, but you could always just use him and then trade him halfway through the season. And obviously maybe you won't get as much return, but you, if you don't think if you don't have an offer that you want and you won't trade to the Lakers, you can always just hold on to Anthony Davis. Then if you get desperate, he doesn't like, he still wants to leave you trade them to the Lakers or to the Knicks or some the Celtics, some somebody like that that'll take them, and then if and then if not, maybe it works out. Anthony Davis loves playing with this guy. He seems to have an awesome personality. It seems like it's hard not to get along with him. So then, if he wants to stay, I think you got two stars now, a good perimeter player, and you can you have something to build around that. And it's not like. I understand the young talent you want him to grow and all that, but it's not like Anthony Davis is old. Like, he's got plenty of years. And even though he's injury-prone, I still think this could all work out if they are able to convince him to stay. And if they can, I think I think they should see what it looks like before they make a move. I just, I've never been a huge fan of the hold on to a player and then wait till the midseason to make a trade. There's been a lot of times, even in recent years, where... It's just every time the player loses value and teams miss out on players that they could have had if they traded him in the previous offseason. And especially in this case with Anthony Davis, I just think that relationships might, that those ties might just 
be too too far gone at this point after um I mean he made it very clear he wanted out last year this past season he didn't get it uh I know the last game of the year he had that shirt that said that's all folks and I th- at that point I kind of just took it as Anthony Davis is out no matter what uh coming into the next season and I it's just I think they need to move on from this whole scenario and I did I checked out the um I looked up just to get some fact checking done on the payroll and when it comes to the money obviously Anthony Davis has his player option after this year they have Drew Drew Holiday they're paying him almost the exact same as Anthony Davis this year so that's uh you know a lot of money gone for free agency and there's just a lot of other contracts like a Solomon Hill Etuan Moore they're making about 10 mil each and they have Julius Randle on a player option this year so we'll have to see what he does but yeah, they just I I think they just need to start fresh for the young core, and go from there. Let Zion grow and be the leader of the team. Well, but where do you see them getting like good value from like Anthony Davis? Because like besides my trade the Lakers, ideas, I, I understand the Lakers, so, but like they just seem so packed on not trading the Lakers. And I know that if that's the best thing they have, they probably should do it. But honestly, I don't know if they will. I just I think that. Uh, the reason that they might not have traded with the Lakers is because I think, this is just my personal opinion, I think they were really upset by the whole NBA not caring about the tampering issue. Exactly. And I know that was a really petty move. Which, I mean, I love the petty moves in the NBA, but that, like, a lot of people were angry about that. And I think that was the reason for it. But now that they have the, the Zion on their team, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't. Like, I think they should be happy to trade with them now just because even just the fact that, like, the Lakers had a chance to get that number one pick, and the Pelicans got it. Just kind of another like f you to the Lakers, and they're like, ah, now you can have Anthony Davis. We don't care about him. And in that case, I would, if I was the Pelicans, I would look for a deal where you you have to get that fourth pick that the Lakers yeah. have. You absolutely have to get that, and then get young pieces like anything like Alonzo, Kuzma, maybe an Ingram, depending on his health scenario. I know he had that Chris Bosh type injury, but I I heard. Last I heard, he was supposed to be good to go for next season. But, you know, get Alonzo Kuzma, maybe an Ingram, maybe like a Josh Hart. Maybe you get some other young talent on their team. And like I said, fourth pick has to be in there. Or, if you don't want to go the route of the Lakers, I think the Lakers have the best available uh With the pick now, talent. I think I agree unless... Yeah, I agree with the pick now. Um, Before they had Zion, I would think like... That they could probably work something out with Philly for Ben Simmons, but I don't know how great of a basketball fit. That just seems like another bad yeah, basketball Zion fit. Yeah, Zion and Ben Simmons. So that's probably not, that's just gonna be. A but I agree that there. if they can get all those Lakers young players, especially, I think a lot of it would depend on Ingram's health. I think you would want to try and wait as long as you can to figure that out. Um, but if they can get that, that's great. But other like I don't know if they'll do it or not. I don't know. How much the Lakers are the Lakers going to give up everybody for? I can see. It. Like, I mean, I can see it. But if, if Kurt Rambis wants it, it's going to happen apparently. So I mean, Lakers are just kind of hard, hot garbage right now in the front office. Magic just walked out. Kurt Rambis is apparently calling the shots and gaining power. It's I, I wouldn't be surprised at anything that happens with the Lakers right now. And then another team I was going to get into is it wouldn't be as good as the Lakers, but the Knicks with the number three pick. You would obviously have to get that number three pick in the trade. And then 
the package would be much weaker, but maybe you could pull off like a Kevin Knox, Dennis Smith, or Frank Nalakina, depending on if they are in on him or not. Even a Moutier, maybe. He still has some hope. And then maybe you could pull off an Alonzo Trier, who is looking good, or even a Mitchell Robinson. Is any of you know two or three of those guys? I know it's not as such, it's not as good as the Lakers offer. Sexy trade than the Lakers, but you, you do also get the number three pick. And I heard one thing. Who um, is it? But who is it? They're gonna. Who would they want with that? Because it'd be R. They get R. J. But pick. like we saw R. J. Barrett and Zion together, and it was didn't look like a good fit last year. And because they. There's just not... They don't shoot. They can't... Well, RJ can shoot. RJ shot worse from three than Zion did last year. But RJ is a proven shooter. Zion's not a proven shooter. You have to keep that in mind. I would not say that RJ is a proven shooter. I don't Well, teams let Zion... There's a different... I understand it's volume difference and, like... That that's yeah. like the same thing as like saying Al Horford shot better than like Kyrie. I know in the I understand. Situation, that. I know Kyrie's trash, but like teams guard Kyrie, teams didn't guard Al Horford. I so. understand that, but I don't. I don't know how much I believe in the fit. I don't know if I would really want him. I know that there's also like a point guard on Vanderbilt that got hurt. I don't know much about him, but I heard that he's like really high on a lot of people's lists. He only played like four games, but I'm trying to think who that was. I guess he's really good. Uh, you can look it up. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's like, he's like really high on a lot of people's, uh, mock drafts. I forget what his name is because I guess, I guess he's like sort of, he's like pull up off the dribble kind of point guard and stuff like that, which, uh, Darius Garland. Yeah. Depending on what you like there, maybe, I don't know. Anyway, I guess we'll see. I, I kind of want to see what it looks like unless they can pull off like a crazy trade. If they can get like Kuzma and all them. And Ingram's healthy, and they can get him, and Kuzma, and the pick. Then that makes sense to me. Yeah, I, I think that just makes some that scenario makes the most sense of anything. That makes sense to me, and like I would, I would think that they would do it, but I'm just not sure. So as for the rest of the results from the lottery, just going through the Memphis at number two, they got the number two pick. They were um, projected on said to get, yeah, they were projected to get eighth. Uh, they had a 6% chance of number one. And um, any with the number two pick, I think uh, I saw a report come out that they're pretty uh, pretty sure that they're going to pick John Moran. They're like dead set. As well that as probably that. means Mike Conley is going to get traded in this offseason. Yeah, or I mean, they could maybe try and work him off ball, but I, they're probably well, I mean, definitely going to explore no, trades. I, I could see them like keeping Jaw as a backup for maybe the first few weeks of the year and letting him grow under Mike Conley for a little bit. So, I mean, Mike Conley's a good player. He'd be a great... Uh, play yeah. to learn from for Jaw. What's his contract? Conley, I'll check it. It's not. It's a lot. <laughs> um, but I mean. Well, I just, I just wanted to check if they have. I mean, Memphis might turn to Seattle in like five years, so <laughs> I just wanted to check if, if that happens. That'll be kind of awesome. John that would Ray. be nice. But uh, Mike Conley has a early termination option after this season. And how much money is he making this? Like uh, next Thirty-two million. That's a lot. I mean, they can work a trade out with someone. I know there was there I was mean, rumors the, of him going to the Lakers. If the Lakers trade everything and they get desperate, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Mike Conley's not the piece I would want. For I know, but I mean, nobody's gonna want. But yeah, uh, they'll probably be trading Mike Conley at some point. Look at John Morant. It's a good fit for them. I think he'll fit well in Memphis. Uh, yeah, I mean, he can really just, like... It'll be his team. It'll be his team, because they're in such, like, a rebuild yep. right now, and there's really nobody in his way. 
Other than poor contracts. <laughs> yeah. Other than just bad contracts and not great players. Chandler Parsons still making 25 mil next year. The Knicks. A lot of Knicks fans are really... <laughs> I mean, like, people are getting Zion <laughs> they, they tattoos. People night. are celebrating, like... It NBA was just set up for their hearts to get broken. NBA Twitter was on fire. It happens. It was so good. Such a fun time. Now they're not even going to get... I mean, this draft was like, get number one. He's like the guy. And then, if not that, number two is really good too. And then it's like, I think it's a drop-off. Or it, I mean, it, it seems like, like everybody thinks it's a, a drop-off. I think there's definitely Zion, a big step-down jaw, and then like a step-down... Yeah. Barry. And then after it's, that, it's, it's a different tier. Level. It's a different tier. Yeah. But I mean, who knows? It's the next. I mean, I'm, will they even they draft RJ? Be... They might just draft some random 16 year old European kid. I don't know. They that's might just, all. That's a Knicks move. I wouldn't <laughs> I be think, surprised that. I, I mean, for real though, I don't know if they'll draft RJ because. <laughs> who knows? I mean, they, it, the Knicks fans will be fine because it looks like KD's going there. Probably. It, it's looking more and if and more Kyrie like and KD go there, I mean they'll be fine. But then, like I don't know, do, are they gonna try and draft RJ Barrett with Kyrie there? Like probably not, right? But they'll probably try and trade it for Anthony Davis. I don't know if it'll happen. Um, I'm just waiting to see how they mess it up. The Lakers, <laughs> I don't know what their percent. They had two percent for number one. They end up getting number four. They're projected like eleven. It's just, it's that LeBron magic. It happened in Cleveland where Cleveland just gets their pick in that so he can show up. Four years and now he's on the Lakers and the Lakers are having the draft one. And uh, I don't know. I I don't think they're going to actually have this pick by the time the draft comes around. I do not. Yeah, I don't think that will. LeBron has shown that he does not like young guys, like playing with young guys. He, like, kind of just excludes himself from them when he. Like on the bench and like just in media and stuff, and he's always wanted to trade him. Like when they got the number one pick for Andrew Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins was gone right away. Uh, so I would be surprised if they actually had this pick. So we'll find out what happens with that. Um, Cam Reddish is like a he's clutch, I think. Or like, <laughs> I, they, I mean, he's just raw talent. I don't. I know. I don't think. I don't. I, I think he'll be fine in the NBA. I don't think he'll, he'll be after the ball. We'll see. Um, Cleveland, that's not exciting. Cleveland five. I don't even. To be honest, I haven't done too much on the. I don't know enough. Of, yet. Yeah. So I think other than that, we can know. say. Hawks got screwed over. And the Wizards the Bulls. got screwed over. The Bulls got screwed over. A lot of unhappy Bulls fans. The Suns. I, the Suns don't deserve a high pick yeah, because Suns. they just mess it up every year. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. The Suns have lost their pick rates. So. Yeah. Atlanta at least has two picks within the top ten that could turn into something good, because they'll be able to get two solid pieces to add on to their already uh, John Collins and Trey Young core. So Kevin Herter, Kevin Herter, my bad. <laughs> so that should be good. Um, Washington yeah. at nine. It's a good thing they traded Trey Young for Luca, so they can have the eight and ten. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome, stuff. awesome trade. I mean, who knows? Maybe they get a snipe. Maybe they get something good. Well, we'll see. And <laughs> that's just lucky, but we'll see. Washington um, at nine. That's just John Wall drama. I, that's all I ever hear about Washington. It's just their whole basketball lives 
all of Washington is just tied up until that contract's over. Like, they can't do anything. <laughs> that contract is so bad. They cannot do anything. It's just Bradley Beal, <laughs> and they can't do anything with that contract. It's the worst in the league. Nobody's trading for nope. it because it's just terrible. Uh, like I said, Atlanta at 10, Minnesota at 11. I, I'm actually kind of interested to see what they get here. They might be able to get a piece that can help propel them to maybe a 7 or 8 seed next year. Because they'll have another year of Cat and Wiggins under their belt. Not, uh, it's not a, an exciting team, but maybe this pick can make it exciting. Yeah, besides Cat, it's it's very boring to you. But Charlotte. Charlotte, they're just who Kemba's, mediocre. It, I don't know. That's, yeah. They're the... They must be the worst team to root for because they just <laughs> I know, win I, like I, I follow some Charlotte they win enough games to give you a pick that's not gonna change yeah, the trajectory they're, they're of your franchise every single year. They've been stuck in NBA purgatory since yeah, they were the they're worst just team irrelevant ever since they got Kemba. Miami, I mean, <laughs> they're just they're cool. I don't. Know. <laughs> it's Miami. They'll probably just, awesome. I, I'm hearing a lot of rumors that they're probably going to get uh, Bull Bull, which I'm just, I, I'm laughing at that. Whatever. I think that's such a terrible pick, but. Who knows? We'll find out. We'll I don't think. It. We'll see. <laughs> I don't and know. Then, and then the Celtics. The best team in the lottery. The Celtics. The Celtics. They have that 14 pick. Sacramento could not hook us up any worse in this lottery. We, Very disappointed. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't. Not that we don't need one of these, you know, star players coming out of the draft, but yeah. if we could just get a solid rotation guy, I'll take it. I know that Jonte Porter has been linked to us. We just have amount. Just so many young players, and now we're going to get more. We're, we have too many picks. <laughs> we have too many out. picks. And we got like, another pick at 20. And they're not good enough to trade <laughs> for, like, good things. So We'll get, we'll our, we'll get our Rozier replacement. Okay, uh, he's well. Gone. He's talking shit on media. All right, so that's basically it. Not... Yeah. Not that much interesting besides like Pelicans, Lakers, Knicks, but uh, I think we need to we should yeah, move on. So uh, last time we were on the podcast, we were talking about the uh, potential endings that could happen in the three remaining uh, series in the second round of the NBA playoffs. Those series have now ended, and we've also had Game One of each conference finals. So do a quick recap of those. We had. The ending to the Warriors and Rockets. Uh, the Rockets have been bamboozled again by the dynasty of the Warriors. And James Harden says he has a plan for the offseason to come back stronger. No one's really sure what they're going to do with their payroll to make that plan happen. But he says he has a plan. Do you believe James Harden? I mean, James Harden has gotten better every year. I believe he's going to get better. I think he meant the team when he said that. I, I, With the team? <laughs> who knows what they can do. I don't know exactly. I mean, when you look at it, like, it didn't work two years in a row. And you lost to what is like the KD maybe the Warriors. greatest. But maybe the greatest team ever. I'm when not you, saying they should be down on themselves. And I'm just saying what are you going to reload with? I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they're if they can really like what exactly they could do to make themselves that much better. And I don't know if they really have to do something dramatic. I don't think that they do because I saw uh, it was like an old player saying like because the Rockets are the stats kind of team. They're like the, the analytics because uh, Daryl Morey's the analytics guy. He like 
all this three-point stuff, shoot a bunch of threes. And it's not like it didn't work. Like It was a good series. They it's the second year games. in a row where they're... If a game, a couple possessions go their way, they could be headed to the next round or last year the finals. And so, like, it's not like what Daryl Morey's doing and what the Rockets are doing didn't work. I don't think so. I think they can honestly, obviously you have to look to get better, but if they come back with the same team, I'm not going to be like, oh, they have no chance. I'm still going to think that they have a chance at the finals again. And even if, but at the same time, a lot of people are like, they thought KD's out and all this about like, they can, um, with KD out in the last games that he would, that like, now the Rockets are going to push it to seven, like all this. But the Warriors are. Better I mean, KD. <laughs> even without KD, on the very lowest of keys. Uh, if you take away KD, like if KD goes to the Knicks this year, and I mean, I'm probably still going to pick. Still picking the Warriors. Warriors are still probably the favorite for the championship. So it's not like this. This team without KD is talent wise, just as good or better than the Rockets. So like. It wasn't a gimme for the Rockets. It's not like... A lot of people are kind of down that they lost this team without KD. And I know KD's been amazing. But it was like, with KD being amazing, you had Curry not being amazing. And Clay was bad for a game or two. So, I think that... Um, when you took KD off, and we saw Curry go off in that second half. Like, he played... He was having a very bad game, and then he went off. Yeah. You you see this and it's it isn't like an I don't think it's a knock on the Warriors it's, or on the Rockets it's not like anything they did wrong they just were a lesser team I think than the Warriors yeah we, I mean, we have to keep in mind like you were saying after um the game one win for the Warriors against the Trailblazers I think that brings their record to twenty nine and one now in the KD era when KD doesn't play but everyone else does so I I mean like I, I the Rockets I think if if KD and Clay leave, then it'll be a good series next year. But if only KD leaves and Clay stays, I just I don't see what the Rockets are doing. I mean, I, they they just don't have many options at this point of what they can do. I mean, but I'm not gonna say like that they can't beat that team. No, they, I, they can, but it's I mean, I the odds aren't really shifting that much in my eyes. I think that I I agree just because I mean they'll have a bench like a bench next year if they don't have KD uh, probably I assume because I'll have a lot of money to do stuff with but uh, I mean I'm not gonna like a lot of people are using this to say like that this analytics thing doesn't work but like I mean it works against 28 other teams in the league yeah it works against the rest of the league I mean you see this they just weren't the most talented team and at some point that Warriors talent and the coaching obviously but it just overcame what the Rockets were so uh, after that we'll talk about the ending to the Trailblazers and Nuggets series they had an amazing 7 game series lots of good games there's a 4 overtime game there's a few other ones that are good and game 7 went down to the final seconds Lillard, it, Lillard was not having a good game. CJ McCollum stepped up in a big way. I want to say he had either 37, 37. or 39. Yeah, 37. And he was ama- I was watching that game live. 
he hit a ton of clutch shots down the down the ending of the game, and it was a fun game to watch, even with Lillard not playing that well. Jokic also had a good game. I um, think that the biggest storyline of that whole series was just how much, like, Jokic showed how good of a player he is. Yeah, that was a big series for Jokic. I'm There's no free agency implications to either of those teams, but the Nuggets just... The fact that they were able to make it this far, their first year in the playoffs, it'll be exciting to watch them next year and years to come. And they really only have one star. Yeah. I mean, Jamal Murray played like a star at times. but Jamal Murray had a rough game seven. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, him, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Torrey Craig, I mean, they're all good, solid role players that fit well together. And, I mean, they'll, they'll be back and better than this year, next year, so... That should be good, but once again, just an amazing series to watch for basketball fans everywhere. And even better than that Game 7 was the <laughs> Raptors and Sixers Game 7. That one was just crazy because not only was it nowhere near a high-scoring game, it was like early 2000s It really wasn't a good game until like <laughs> it, really, it got I good. mean, it was a good close game, but just not really too exciting until the last couple minutes. And we saw... I'm just so back in round one of these playoffs when Damian Lillard hit the game winning three point shot to send OKC home to their couches for the rest of the playoffs and off season. I didn't think that play would be topped, but then just a couple weeks later that play got topped somehow. I don't. I <laughs> I wouldn't say it got topped. I think the Lillard buzzer beater is just insane. That, and that awesome. Kawhi buzzer beater is gonna be it was like classic. The, it was the wackiest come. shot. It was definitely the best moment in Raptors history. Oh, easily. Because they don't really have moments. <laughs> I was Besides also watching... that, it was, it was Vince Carter winning a dunk contest or something, I don't know. <laughs> I was also watching this game live, and I was going crazy when Kawhi hit that shot. Just like everyone else, uh, everywhere that was watching the game and everyone in the stadium, I at first I looked away when it first hit rim, and I was like, oh, is this actually going to, you know, let's see, miss it, let's go to OT, have a good OT. And I see it keep on bouncing around the rim, and then it dropped, and I my jaw dropped as well when I saw that. And I'm just as excited as I was for the shot. I'm also excited because earlier in the year I was I was growing more and more confident that Kawhi would be staying in Toronto once his contract uh, expires this off season. And there's just after what he did in that series, just completely backpacking the Raptors, and then hitting that shot in Toronto on your home court to win a series, you just you can't walk away from that team anymore. So uh, he's he's in Toronto for the next whatever many years he signs for. I disagree. Actually, you, you can't you can't walk away after. I think that. he can. I just think. He doesn't owe... The, it's not like he owes the Raptors anything. He doesn't. He's given them everything. He's given them a chance. He's he's helped them. I think by now, he probably has a good idea of where he will be next year. And maybe it's the Raptors. It's in Toronto. And it could be. It could be. But we all know the thing about the Clippers and he wants to go. He's from the West Coast. A lot of people think he wants to go to the Clippers or to the West Coast. And like... I, I'm not counting that out. I still think that just because he hit this shot, I don't think that means... And if he hits a shot and let's say he loses this round, this next round, I don't think he's like, man, I just can't leave. Like Winning a second round series I don't think is enough to make him stay, especially 
when the only reason they're winning is because he has to literally do everything. <laughs> like, this team is not good. They're not good. They just have happen to have what has been the best player in the playoffs because he is playing insane. He's been so clutch. He's doing everything on offense, running the offense. He's doing... He's their best defender on the other side playing super good defense. And I don't, like, I think he might just look at it and be like, this team isn't that great. I don't know if, I mean, like, he left, he left San Antonio and they, they, he won a championship with them. He was MVP. And I know it was all like the injury, thought the medical staff messed up, but I just don't think he cares. Like, I think he might just not care and still leave. But either way, this was the cr- maybe the craziest buzzer beater ever, just the way it bounced. Yeah, it was like, first... I don't think a buzzer beater so significant has ever done something, like, that crazy. Yeah. Um, it was also the first Game 7 buzzer beater to win a game in NBA history. Kawhi was very oh yeah overtime oh uh, yeah yeah what to yeah. win a series yeah, Kawhi Kawhi went game, crazy game when, he, when the reporter told him that one oh yeah he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah he had forty one points and he took over forty shots too right yeah I think yeah, so pretty, he took, no, he took I like mean like thirty nine okay hold. he was sixteen for thirty nine <laughs> but uh I saw. I was listening to something, and, like, they are just talking about how it just seemed like other players just wouldn't step up. Oh, no, Pascal Siakam was scared, too. Yeah. Kyle Lowry just Everybody isn't that type of player. just wouldn't. So, he, it was kind of like, yeah, like, it, it kind of, that's kind of the same thing, like, not, we don't have to talk about this a lot, but, like, people said that about Westberg back when he took, like, 41 shots, <laughs> and they lost to Utah, but, like, it was... Kind of similar to that, except they lost to the the OKC lost because everybody went on uh, attacked Westbrook for that, and obviously he's not the perfect player and he takes way too many shots sometimes. But in that case, like nobody was stepping up, so it was kind of like that where nobody was stepping up. But Kawhi's just such a good player; he was actually able to propel for the win. The one thing that this could really change, like the landscape of the Sixers, because. I know it's a totally different story if that shot just doesn't go in. But now, like, do they go trade Ben Simmons? Because I think they have to at least ask around. They have to at least ask around for trades. Because it just... And I was shocked to see that Brett Brown was brought back. First of all. I was not surprised at all. I was pretty surprised. It was so quick. It was like two days later. Who and else are they gonna get though? Like I know what, what there's, co- not there's much. no coaches out there's there. There's no coaches, but I, it just seemed like he was just. It seemed like they were. Everybody was reporting that he was just gonna be gone. Gonna be gone. Yeah, mess um, around and sign a Ty Lue real quick for your for your team. Like, hey, he turned down the the Lakers. I, I know, but it's, who would you rather have? Brown oh, Brown? I, I'm not saying I would rather have Ty Lue. Yeah, I mean, but I'm not. It, it's just that like I think they have to do something. Yeah, like, they definitely have to do something. They can't, because they're going to have an issue with money in a year or two. Maybe not this year, because they don't have to pay Simmons yet. But if they have, like, they can't keep everybody. Well, I think they have, I think Tobias definitely wants. Tobias, Jimmy. Jimmy stays. Redick. Redick, 
who, who knows what Redick will do. Redick will just go to another playoff team. I don't <laughs> so they have all, a lot of pieces. And um, I just, I think that, I think they should really explore trading Ben Simmons. Yeah, I think that will be in their best interest. I just don't know what team will. I mean, there, there's gotta be there'll, there'll be there's a team definitely out, yeah. teams that would want. There'll be a, definitely be a team out there that'll take them. I just I I have I'm in such a I've always been in such a love hate relationship with Ben Simmons because he's such a varying player day in day out. Like in the playoffs yeah, against the Raptors, I know from like he, he either would score like five points and have ten turnovers, or he'd score like twenty five and have fifteen assists. You you didn't know what Ben Simmons you were getting. You don't know if you're gonna get passive Ben Simmons or aggressive Ben Simmons, and when he's aggressive, he's one of the you know he's an All Star level player. But when he's passive, you know we you saw the one point memes that the Celtics made for him last year in their series. He's just he's he's exactly what Jared Dudley called him. He's useless in the half court. When he's, he's yeah, he's it. not. He's an average half court player. That's true, and I think that like this series, the series before. It all just this playoffs is really amplified, especially when teams have like they play you back to back. They know your tendencies and stuff. It really amplified the fact that Ben Simmons has got to do something with his jump shot. Yeah, he's got even if he's not making them, he has to take at least start taking them a little bit. So maybe there can be some type of respect. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of that is called in questions upon his work work ethic. And they say he takes jump. They say he's been practicing his jump shot, but we haven't seen any improvement because we haven't seen him take it at all. So I'm not sure exactly what to think about him. He's an interesting player. If I, I mean, I'm trying to think about right now what team. If I was like, what team I would want? What team would want to? It'd have to be a team him. with, with uh, the rest of your starting lineup can space the floor and shoot. You can't have a center that can't shoot because that just Ben Simmons doesn't work, work with that. Yeah. You've seen that with Embiid, who's not even that bad of a shooter. So, I mean, that already cancels out a lot of teams in the league. Um, a lot of teams in the league already have a ball dominant player who they are happy with. Maybe a team like the Timberwolves. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I was just Maybe a Timberwolves. I don't know. A, a Bulls, Miami, maybe a Bulls. Miami, maybe I don't know. Bulls could be an interesting team. But um, I think if you're the Sixers, you really have to. It's hard to just run it back and maybe lose again in the second round because you don't. You they have they don't have a large. I don't think that they have that large of a window when you look at because Embiid is he's obviously their superstar. He's the guy they're keeping. He's the guy they need to build around, but. He's injury prone. He's seven three, seven two, and he's enormous. And you don't know how long that a body like that playing as hard as he does is going to last, and as physically as he does. So I don't think that they have that large of window. Like I don't think they have like an eight year, ten year window. Like because he's just because he's young. I don't think he's gonna have an insanely long career or at least at a prime level like he is right now. So I think they really have to do something quick. Uh, a fun team I have to think about is the Pacers. Could be another Ben Simmons destination. That'd be an interesting one. That'd be a fun one. Okay. okay. So, um, moving, so on. moving on. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, there's been 
one game so far in each conference finals. We had the Warriors beat the uh, Trailblazers two nights ago. Last night we had the Bucks with a come from behind win on the Raptors. So that was a good game. And then tonight we have game two of Warriors Trailblazers. And there hasn't necessarily, I mean, the game last night was a good game, and obviously the you know the Raptor, sorry, not Raptors, Trailblazers Warriors game was close, but you know Lillard and uh, McCollum both kind of had an off game. It it was just kind of what NBA fans expected from the series, where it it might be four close games, five close games, but we I think we all know the Warriors are most likely gonna win it. There's a lot more intriguement into the Raptors and Bucks, <laughs> and uh, out of nowhere, Brooke Lopez just decided to have a night. I, he was <laughs> really bad, especially at the beginning of the Celtics series. Yes, so he was not having. He just series. started hitting, um, but I mean, this is where like I just think Toronto. I just think they're very outmatched. I don't think this is like a seven-game series or something like that. No, I, th- I, I see this as a seven-game series. I don't. I think it's like five or six, to be honest. I don't think it's like... I just think... I mean, the Raptors could. They're not... But it depends how... They need other players to show up, like we were talking about. Because it's really hard... And Lowry showed up last night. Lowry showed up. But I, I don't think you can count on that. No, every game. Cannot. So, when, in my opinion, just because Milwaukee, they've got shooters all around and they have two really good scores. Giannis, he's unstoppable, obviously, but you could say the same about Kawhi. You're not going to stop him. So, you have Giannis and Kawhi who, I mean, would you say cancel each other out, kind of? I mean, not really. I would say but they cancel each other out. They're close. They're comparable. Yeah. But then, it's... Middleton, and I don't really think there's a comparable guy. You like, you'd have to choose between Lowry, Siakam, and Marcus Sol. And like, <laughs> none of them really are. Fair, so, fair me, I choose Siakam, but even then, that's not really. I think Middleton takes that easily. And I just think that in a conference final series against this team, it's going to be insanely hard to really like push the envelope and take this to seven games, if you only have one score because there's definitely I would be surprised if there was not at least a game or two where it's Kawhi and it looks like that game seven did against Philly where it's Kawhi has to take over and do everything and he's been doing that all playoffs I don't know that's just hard to do like I'm not saying he won't do it at least I know I'm not saying he won't do it because even but I'm saying even if he does it he could have the best game it and not win. Like like LeBron last year in the finals. He had maybe his best game ever in game one. And he still didn't win. And it could be a situation like that where it's just going to be... I think it's going to be really hard for the Raptors to win. I would say... I'd probably say Bucks in six. But I could see it in five. I, I mean, the Raptors were winning for a majority of the game last night. They were up at half, up after three quarters. And then... The Bucks just got a handle on things in the fourth quarter and finished out strong. But I just I I just have that feeling where I just I feel like I know a seven game series when I see one. I think that the Raptors will 
take back um home or not take back home court. They will defend defend home court both against games. the Bucks. Both games, I can see it. And then I think we might have an instance where five and six get uh the away teams both win, and then game seven. As of now, I'd like to say the Bucks win it in seven, but I would be fine seeing it either way. I it doesn't really matter to me because I mean, realistically, Warriors are gonna win the West. So then we either get a Bucks Warriors matchup where Giannis starts much his, more appealing. Oh yeah, I, I think a, I guess a little more appealing. But Giannis starts his march to the NBA Finals, his dominance of the East. Or if the Raptors end up winning, we get the Kawhi Warriors rematch, and that could be enticing. But other than that, yeah, just, I just to be honest, I just I hope it's the Bucks because I mean if the Raptors win, which I'm not saying they have no chance. They definitely do, and they could push it to seven. They could win, but if they do end up winning, it's just um especially if if KD is gonna play and stuff, it's just gonna be a more an even more uneven talent gap between the scorers than it was in that Buck series. So, um, I just don't. I would rather see the Bucks win. I'm rooting for Kawhi to have a great series. I want to see him go off, but I think. I think if the Bucks, if the Raptors go to the finals, it's not going to be much of a fight. That's probably Warriors in five. If Warriors in four or, or five, four, yeah, gentlemen sweep. But uh, I think the Bucks could maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's it's kind of hard to compare, like, because we've seen them play so well and be so dominant, but we don't really know how that would compare to like the West, really. But because um, they're definitely in the weaker conference still, yeah. So. I think they could push it a li- make it more competitive. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm chalking up the Warriors as winning it again this year. I'm I, just here to watch the basketball unfold, even though we kind of already have an idea of what's yeah, going to happen. I, I agree. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe I'd like to see Curry, just because I'd like to see Curry uh, win Finals oh, MVP. Yeah. I would no, really like yeah. to see that. Just so that people can stop hating on him. Hating on his finals performances. Which I mean, like, he, he definitely... I, mean, I, 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 I see where it's coming from. 2015 should have been his, not Iguodala's. I know he didn't have the best series, but like you just you, you just give it to the best player in that case. You don't give it to Iguodala. Yeah, when it's like everybody close. Yeah. KD he, deserved the other two. He did not... Oh, yeah. KD definitely deserved them. Uh, he just didn't... I mean... I feel like he's still a little disrespected like among the NBA just a little bit. I don't know. Like he's so important, such a great player, and everybody knows he's like the best point guard, but I don't know. It just he, he, he makes such an impact. His. He needs that finals performance. He needs to get and his. if he just romps the Bucks and gets MVP, I'd kinda like to see that and then KD leaves. <laughs> because I'm kind of ex- And then he wins MVP next year. Exactly. I, I'm excited to see MVP level <laughs> Steph Curry again if because we KD see it in games. Leave, we I'd see it in happy. games and he goes off. I kind of want Clay to stay. I think Clay will stay, but uh, he's just just to see him go off again where he just can pull. Because I mean, you see it in these playoffs. Like he can take his 38 footer if he wants, but he's got KD on his team. He's got Clay and Draymond. He doesn't need to. He doesn't take it because he doesn't have to. It's smarter to just take it up. But, I mean, he could be throwing up, like, 10 threes a game <laughs> if KD's not there and from 40 feet. Like, yeah, it'll be, it'll thought, be great If he thought watch. he was shattering three-point records now, just wait. He might, just he wait might really 
Yeah. Cop him a Daryl Morey. Who knows? <laughs> we'll see. Um, Alright, so is that it? Yeah, I is think that that's, that's it. Once again, quick shout out. Red Sox killing it as of late. Red Sox are back. ALEs, take ALEs, watch. Watch out. Take watch. Don't let us get hot. It's too late. We're hot. Yeah, actually, we're coming for. <laughs> we're gonna take the division. It's, I mean, we're. I just, I'm just waiting, day by day. It's just a matter of time till we pass up the Yankees, and we that's just gonna Rays. be awesome. And then we can focus on the Rays, where it's the two best teams versus each other in the division, because that's just how it's gonna be. Also, Bruins. Up 3-0 and the... Uh, Stanley Cup bound. Yeah, Stanley Cup bound. Hopefully, knock knock on wood real quick. Dude, Don't want any 3-0 Carolina, Carolina just isn't good compared to them. They're Boston, Boston, we could have had the sweep this year, but you know some, some, some group of bums had to fail us. And you, know, it's just, you hate to see it. Yeah. You really hate Fuck to see you, it. Fuck you, Kyrie. <laughs> okay. Cut the afro. We, we out. We'll see you.